episode number 30. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for tuning in today. I'm very excited to share with you some news, but before I do, I want to mention something to you from last week's episode. If you tuned in, you will have heard that I shared with you the top countries around the world of where this podcast is being heard. And one of those countries, I was kind of embarrassed to admit, I had never heard of. And not only did I not know how to pronounce it, I had no clue where this country existed in the world. So I just want to let you know that I did a little bit of homework and learned that the country that I called Mauritius is actually pronounced Mauritius. And it's an island. And this island is off of the southeast coast of Africa in the Indian Ocean. And it's a small island. It's about 2,000 square kilometers with only about 1 million residents. And this country is multi-ethnic, multi-religious, multicultural, and multilingual. The government uses English as its main language, though apparently the people there speak both English and French. And get this, the island is surrounded by more than 150 kilometers, which is about 100 miles, of white, sandy beaches. I was looking at some photos on the internet. Wow, this country looks quite amazing. Apparently, it's about a 12-hour flight from Europe, but I think I'm going to put this on my destination spots for one day. So, if any of the listeners from Mauritius are listening to this episode and would like to invite me to come offer a Getting Unstuck retreat there, definitely let me know. I will consider it. Okay, so the big news that I started to share with you in last week's episode is, in a nutshell, I am crowdfunding to create a CD. And I'm going to put the link in the show notes so you can learn more about the details and watch the video on my campaign page. So why a CD? And why now? And how in the world does this relate to getting unstuck? So I became a yoga instructor about 20 years ago. I'll never forget that during my certification course, one of the things we would do was chant. Sometimes we would just chant Om. Like if you've never heard this before, it sounds like this. Om. Something like that. That word or sound, Om, it's a mantra. It's a vibrational sound. And everything in the universe is pulsating. It's vibrating. And this sound of Om it's supposed to be the basic sound in the world. And when we chant, it's something that resonates within us, both emotionally and physically. But it also connects us when we chant with other people who are in the room with us. 
Om is actually also a sacred sound in the Hindu religion, but also many other religions like Buddhism, they use this mantra as a part of their religious practices. And I can't tell you much more than that because honestly, I don't know. But all I know is that chanting Om is a pretty acceptable thing that occurs in the beginning and the end of most yoga classes. I'm not a really big Om chanter, And living in Israel, if I were to do a chant, I typically chant Shalom, because that includes the Om, and the word Shalom means peace. Anyway, getting back to my yoga course, we were not only chanting Om, but we were chanting longer mantras in the Sanskrit language, which comes from India. And when we were chanting those sentences, I had no clue what I was chanting. I mean, well, that's not entirely true. The teacher would tell us pretty much more or less what the chants meant, but I didn't understand the words because I don't speak Sanskrit. And the truth of the matter is, I don't even think my teacher spoke Sanskrit. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't even know if Sanskrit is a language that is spoken today. I think it might be an ancient language that is still used maybe ceremoniously around the world, but I don't think it's spoken. If anyone, by the way, is listening to this podcast episode and you live in India or you have some familiarity with the language of Sanskrit and you have more insight from me, definitely email me. I would love to hear from you. And I would love to learn more about it. So anyway, while the Sanskrit language is beautiful and the music is so beautiful and the chants are so powerful, it's something that always kind of made me feel a little uncomfortable. And if you live in India, please don't get stuck on insult because that's not my intent. I have dreams of one day traveling to India And I even believe in one of my past lives, because I do believe in them, that I actually lived in India. But today, I don't. I live in Israel, and I speak Hebrew, and of course, English. And I've always wanted to teach my classes, my yoga classes, in a language that would resonate with me and with the people in the classes. You know what I mean? I want the words that are coming from the music to touch the hearts and enter the souls of the people that are in the class. So I've been thinking about it for like 20 years. (laughs) And about six months ago, a friend of mine came out with her first CD. And it inspired me to create music for yoga and meditation and prayer that I've always been dreaming of. I mean, why not? I sing, and I'm musically inclined, and I'm ready as ever to bring that piece of creation to the world. So I met with a CD producer here in Israel, and I discussed my ideas of how I want to create a CD that had Hebrew chants, and that it would be something very gentle and something slow and that powerful and meditative, and he was all for this idea. The concept actually was totally up his alley. So I just needed to do the work to figure out what it was I was going to chant. So at first, I thought I would chant Shalom, which again, it means peace. 
And it makes sense. It's a universal word. A lot of people know it. But I didn't want to chant Shalom for an hour. Most CDs are about an hour long, and I thought that would get really, really boring. (laughs) So then I thought about the three elements that comprise what is considered the basic requirement of a Jewish prayer to be complete. There's a lot of rules in Judaism, which I won't get into, not that I can even come close to claiming that I'm a scholar of Judaism, I am not, but I have learned that if I don't have time to pray, then the basic requirement to fulfill my prayer is to say one word of thanks, one word of praise, and one word of request. This is what I've learned, and that's considered a complete prayer. So I decided that I would have three chants in this CD. One for gratitude, moda ani. One for praise, hallelujah. And one for request, ana. And that would be really meaningful and satisfying as a chant and something to practice yoga to or to do meditation to. And I really also liked this idea because those chants are incredibly simple, like super simple, right? Ana, it's so easy to say, and hallelujah, that's easy too. And the word for gratitude, moda ani, very simple. And so I thought it would make the music accessible, even to those people who may be less familiar with the Hebrew language. So I went back to the producer Again, this was already many months ago, and I told him of my idea, and we started to think about what kind of sounds I wanted, what kind of energy, what kind of instruments would we use, what kind of pace, and I was really getting excited about this concept. I told him that maybe I would chant each of those mantras, those three mantras, for 18 minutes. In Judaism, 18 represents life. And I thought that would make this really meaningful. And 18 times 3 is 54, so it would be a good length for the album. But then when I came home and I thought about this, I was wondering, if I were going to listen to this CD for prayer, let's say I was going to use it for prayer, and I wanted to be able to chant all of those chants, it would take me more than a half an hour to get to the third chant. And then that would miss the whole point of the CD if you were using it for prayer. And even if you were using this for yoga, it could get really boring to listen to, let's say, Hallelujah for 18 minutes, you know? So I sat with my dear friend and incredibly musically inclined and wise friend, Arie, who said, well, actually, he and I were talking about breaking up the CD into three tracks morning, noon, and night, to represent the three parts of the day. And he was so brilliant to suggest that perhaps I could create music for each of the three parts of the day, and each track would have music that would reflect that part of the day. For instance, the morning track would be in a major key and very slow because we're just waking up in the morning. And the noon track would also be in a major key, but it would be a little bit more light. The music would be more joyous. 
And the evening track would be in a minor key because we're finishing the day. So that was just a brilliant thing that Arie said. And that is indeed what I'm planning to create for this CD. In each of the three tracks, there will be three mantras, but they will be sung in different ways and sung in different keys and have a different order. So for example, the morning track, the first mantra is going to be gratitude. But the evening track, the last mantra, the last thing on your lips before you go to sleep is going to be gratitude. What really excites me about this CD is the way it can support me and anyone else who is looking to take more stops in their life. As you know, the stop is the first step in the stuck method. And yet taking stops is sometimes so very difficult. Sometimes we we just feel like we're constantly going, going, going. We're doing, we're thinking. And what this CD can do is help you, at least I know it's going to help me, take more stops. Because sometimes I take my stops in the morning without music, but sometimes I take them with music. I oftentimes feel like music really helps me focus and relax me into the present moment. And so I realized this CD could also be a wonderful tool for anyone who is practicing to get unstuck. And that was it. I realized I had the concept for my CD, so I went back to the producer to tell him the final idea. He was ready to get started, and then he told me the cost. And I nearly fell off my chair (laughs) because I guess the cost was something that I wasn't thinking about. I was thinking about creating the music, and I was thinking about bringing this into the world. But I wasn't thinking about a graphic designer to create the album and label cover. And I wasn't thinking about editing and mastering and producing and printing the CD. And I wasn't thinking about backup vocalists. And I wasn't thinking about the musicians. I wasn't thinking about rehearsal time. I wasn't thinking about studio hours, right? All of these things are required to create a high quality CD. All I was thinking about was creating the CD. So after leaving the producer's studio, I spoke with a few friends and decided that I would create a crowdfunding campaign. Crowdfunding, as you may know, is a way of raising money for a project or a product by asking a large number of people each for a small amount of money. There's a huge misconception that creating a successful crowdfunding campaign is as easy as create the campaign, and watch it go viral. Most crowdfunding campaigns require a decent amount of effort on the part of the project creator. It's like literally taking on a full-time job, actually. And while there is no guarantee that it will lead to success, I chose to go this route because beyond raising the money to cover the cost of creating the CD, I wanted to invite people on this journey with me and send them music clips as I record them. I just thought that instead of doing this on my own, it would be really wonderful to feel as if I'm doing this with a larger community. So I created a campaign, and for the first few days last week, I showed it only to family and friends. 
and in the first few days, I was able to raise 27% of the total cost. And now I have 39 days left. If you go to my campaign page, again, the link is in the show notes, you'll see that there are many levels of support. So for $10, you'll receive the digital download, which you can download to your phone, and then you can listen to this at any time, in any moment, in any place. And of course, if you contribute more, you would receive other things like an autographed copy of my book, or working with me one-on-one, a private yoga class, a retreat for you and your friends, and even dinner in my home if you live in Israel. There's lots of goodies there. I invite you to check it out. So anyway, while the contributions were coming in during the first few days, I was really pleased to reach the amount that I did on my own. But I started to get worried today, actually, because I kind of ran out of people to invite to support me. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, how am I going to raise the other 73%? So I thought maybe I would take out Facebook ads. But the reason I'm not feeling 100% about how effective that's going to be is because the people that are going to look at those ads probably will have never heard about me or my voice, or they never heard me sing before, they never read my book, they never heard of my book, they never heard me speak, or never heard anything related to getting unstuck. So I'm thinking, what are the chances that they're going to click on my ad, go to the campaign site and contribute, even if it's only $10? I I really started thinking twice about the Facebook ads, and I'm thinking it's not going to be effective. And then I realized, Shira, speak to your podcast listeners, ask them to support you. And while I got temporarily stuck on not wanting to do that, I got myself unstuck, which I'll explain a little bit more in a minute. But for now, my dear friends, I would like to ask you to please consider contributing to this campaign. As a dedicated listener, you trust me to provide valuable content each week. You know that my Getting Unstuck podcast is advertising free by my choice because I want to give you the most value I can in the shortest amount of time without any distractions. And so I am requesting that you consider to contribute $10 towards my campaign. Besides the album that you'll receive, there is really something greater here. You'll be helping support other people around the world to take stops in their lives and enhance their emotional well-being. Please consider what my podcast means to you. What value does it bring to your life? And as a thank you to me, would you consider expressing that via a small contribution to this crowdfunding campaign? Would you please consider that? If each of the people listening to this podcast contributed $10 this week, I would be able to record the entire album next week. You know, many people were amazed when I told them that the Getting Unstuck retreat that I led two weeks ago was free. What? Free? Well, the participants did pay for their room and board, of course, but they didn't pay me for the cost of the program, at least not up front. 
The way I have learned from my teachers ahead of me is this practice called dana, which means generosity. It's a practice that comes from the Buddhist tradition where teachings are given freely because they are considered priceless. Dana is not payment for goods or services rendered, but dana is an offering from your heart. Your generosity is a gift that not only supports the teacher, but it supports your own personal practice of generosity and giving. On my retreat, the participants came to my retreat trusting me that I would provide for them an invaluable retreat. And in return, they offered me dana from their hearts. And I trusted that whatever I would receive is what I was meant to receive. In the Western world, this probably sounds like an absolutely ridiculous idea and one on which the world could never possibly stand. And yet, it's an approach that people use in this world. And while offering my retreat in that way made me feel a little nervous at the end, you know, like, is anyone going to offer me anything? It worked out beautifully. And I do hope I will be able to continue that practice in this way. So it is my hope that some or many of you listening to this podcast will reflect on and consider offering me something from your heart today. In the next four episodes or so, I will continue to share stuck stories, but I know already they're going to be related to the creation of this CD because there's a lot of emotions and a lot of places where one can get stuck when putting themselves out there to create something like this in the world. So I've got to go because I have a lot of work to do to find more contributors to this campaign. Again, I will leave the link in the show notes. And if you are on Facebook, please consider checking out my page, The Stuck Method, and share the pinned post with your friends. It's a video. You can share it with anyone you believe may enjoy or benefit from this CD. I thank you so much for your support with this podcast and with the CD project. And until next time, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.thestuckmethod.com.